Recently, I uh, came back home, came in through the presbytery door, and um, there on the floor was a leaflet that someone had put through my door, a leaflet advertising um, dieting and slimming. Um, and I looked at it, and I thought, has someone chosen this for me particularly? Because um, it was all by itself. Um, I wondered if someone had noticed that my 15 and a half inch shirt's been getting a little tight the last half year. Maybe they've heard me mumbling about whether I should upgrade to the next size waist on my trousers. The leaflet was all, you know, waiting for me. Now, diets, um, as many of us know, are much easier to start than to stick with. Lots of people will start a diet with great intentions, and after little more than a week, it will all have evaporated to nothing. Now, I say this because we're at that same moment in Lent, and I want to make the very obvious comparison that in the same way that you can start a diet with good intentions and then kind of collapse in it, um, we can start Lent with good intentions and yet fail to persevere. And no doubt, at this moment in Lent, we're in the second Sunday of Lent. There are probably a good many people who've had some part of their resolution that they've failed to persevere with. Or maybe they're hesitating, struggling. Well, the church knows it, um, this moment in Lent. So every year for the second Sunday of Lent, we're given this gospel account of the transfiguration, of how the Lord Jesus took Peter and James up the mountain and he showed them himself transfigured in glory. And they saw his transfigured human flesh. And it's offered to us at the beginning of Lent as a vision of what our human flesh will be like if we persevere, if we go through the cross to the resurrection as he did. Now thinking back to that dieting leaflet, um, it also had a vision of transfigured human flesh on the front. Uh, an image of somebody looking absolutely perfect and with a caption underneath saying more or less, um, you know, 40 days of this diet and you will look like this too. Um, so let me make some comparisons. 40 days on a diet or 40 days in Lent. And let me point out some similarities, first of all, that both a diet and Lent, that both offer us a vision of transfigured human flesh. Both make a promise that if you keep to this, you will have this goal. Both have a trainer. You would have a, a diet coach who'd be kind of facilitating your group. Well, we have as our trainer, the Lord Jesus. Both involve self-denial and typically abstaining from food. And this is my key point. Both involve suffering. Both involve the cross. That whatever you're going to be a disciple of, whatever you're going to be trained and formed in, there's suffering on the way to the goal. That you cannot be, Jesus said, you cannot be my disciple unless you take up your cross daily and follow him. So I've noted some similarities there, but let me also note some rather important differences. 
I said that both the diet and Lent make a promise. But the problem with so many diets is kind of the promise isn't fulfilled, the promise isn't proven. Well, the Lord Jesus has proved the truth of what he is offering by his many miracles, but his ultimate miracle of his dying and rising to new life. So that that vision of glory he showed on the mountaintop, he achieved in his own flesh, spectacularly in rising from the dead, as a a resurrection that proved the truth of all he claims to offer us. Another difference, your diet coach, well, he or she might be alongside you. He or she might tell you how they too are dieting, they too are watching what they eat. But they're only alongside you. Whereas the Lord Jesus, the type of accompanying he gives us in Lent and in all our carrying of the cross is is inside us. It's a union in grace that he's with us within. That we only ever call our difficulties our cross because they have this real union with his cross, a union that is spiritual and internal, so that he's not just at my side, but he's within me, strengthening me, enabling me to do what I couldn't do alone. A final difference, and perhaps the most pivotal, that they're aimed at two different goals. So a diet is aimed at the good of the body. And that's a good thing. We should want to be healthy. God's given us these bodies. But the body is a passing thing. It's not the eternal thing. It's not the most important thing. Fasting, all the the practices of Lent, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, giving things up for Lent, is aimed at something else. It's aimed at the good of the soul that part of us that endures forever. And even more than just the good of the soul, it's aimed at union with the Lord, union with our loving Savior. So they're not, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving of Lent, it's not aimed at the good of the soul like some kind of self-improvement manual, but aimed at union with Him, Him who calls us, who has chosen us. Now let me close by reminding you, I preached twice recently on the notion of discipleship, what it means to be a disciple of the Lord, that we are committed to him as our teacher, as our master, as the one we look to, as the one to teach us, form us, train us. Well, that training has to include the cross. That as he said, you cannot be my disciple unless you take up your cross daily and follow him. So if I want to be his disciple, then I must be willing to take up whatever my own cross is. And in Lent, to take up that cross of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. If I want to be taught by him, trained by him, formed in the way of life he offers. So today's account of the transfiguration reminds us, gives us a vision of that transfigured glory that is the goal that we are striving towards, the goal that is promised to us. But let's also remember the way, the means to that goal, that 
the discipleship of the cross is an intrinsic part of following the Lord.